taking care of the scalp has always been a cornerstone for us as well as the hair. This trend, which I hope is here to stay, is beyond hair types and concerns, but instead it goes right to the root of the problem. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast The Beauty Beat, where we track the pulse and beat of the beauty industry from across the beautyverse, be it big and small beauty brands, beauty tech and gadgets, e-commerce and marketing, ingredients and packaging, and everything in between. I'm your host Lisa, and joining me today is Nikolai, also known as Nikolai Loves Hair on Instagram. He is a hair fanatic who's just as excited as I am to talk about hair care and the skinification of hair care today. And you might be wondering, what is that skinification of hair care? No worries, we'll get into it soon. But first, hi Nikolai, welcome to The Beauty Beat. Hi Lisa, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for joining me. And before we get tangled up into the topic of hair care, I want to ask, what is your favorite beauty ingredient? Oh, that's a really tough question. Just to pick one, it's nearly impossible, isn't it? There's so many out there. But I thought about this and I couldn't pick one, but what I have is my favorite class of ingredients. So my favorite class of ingredients that I tend to work with all the time is humectants or osmolites. And they're, you know, as you know yourself, they are wonderful multifunctional ingredients in formulation and in skincare as well. So they provide a lot of benefits in the formula itself like in terms of stability, maybe preservation boosting effects, you know, um, even like a low temperature stability as well, you know. And then obviously in skincare, they hydrate the skin, they regulate the flow of water through our skin, which is one of the best things we can do for our skin, making it more elastic and resistant to dehydration and improving our skin barriers resilience as well. Absolutely. And where do you usually source your humectants? So I tend to do a lot of research actually on Cavallo. Oh my God, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, because you can make great contacts with the actual manufacturers directly, because you guys, you know, matchmake us together, which is absolutely wonderful, and help us along to create a nice relationship. And then they send you so much information. And the bonus of that and a little perk as well as you can ask for lots of samples, which is always wonderful before purchasing large quantities of anything. This is so amazing to hear. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your passion for hair care and scalp care. Yes. So um, I am a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for 15 years and absolutely obsessed with all things skin and hair care for many, many years as well. I've undertaken various brand-specific and non-branded trainings over the years, focusing on products and ingredient technologies, as well as even some baseline trichology training, because I really want to always deliver the best results for my clients and make sure that all the services that we offer are results-driven. I've also been involved to some extent in product development and testing for various brands as well. So I have some behind the scenes knowledge and know-how as well. I also have during COVID undertaken some study and I have a diploma in cosmetic science and formulation. I've actually been formulating products for five years now. Um, 
mostly skincare, sometimes hair care. I don't do a lot of skincare, uh, sorry, hair care formulation because um, I get so much hair care that I have to try out all the time that I, I always feel like, oh my God, I don't need to make any more. I have too much in my bathroom as it is already, um, you know? So, but for the last two years, I've been pretty much making all my own skincare and developing uh, a, an interesting range of products. And I use on my skin pretty much everything that I make myself. The only thing that I don't use is sunscreen that I make myself. I, I buy that. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I can ma imagine because that's pretty difficult to formulate. Also, I just want to say that I'm so happy that our cameras are off because today out of all days is like my bad hair day. So I'm feeling super conscious talking to you. <laughs> Don't worry at all, Lisa. It's okay. And actually it's good because it's uh, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. So at the moment it's a bit wild here. <laughs> It is. And uh, our listeners don't know this, but I do have ginger hair. So I, I'm like uh, channeling those Irish roots. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The Gaelic roots. Perfect for it. Exactly. So um, I know you said uh, you formulate a lot of skincare products, but you have uh, formulated some hair care products as well, right? Absolutely. It's always good to have a baseline understanding of what you're working with, especially in my profession. Exactly. So what are some of the challenges you've faced when it comes to hair care formulation? Oh, it, it is actually sometimes even more tricky than uh, skincare formulation in terms of you need to provide instant and visible benefits uh, with hair care because if people use something once and it doesn't do anything for them or they don't like it, they won't use it again. So creating a product that pleases you know, pretty much everyone straight off the bat is actually very, very challenging. And that's why I'm always in awe when I receive new products and I'm like, this is just amazing. And now I try to, rep, uh, you know, reverse formulate it or recreate it. And it's actually a really interesting balancing act, you know, how to deliver results without creating a really heavy residue on the hair, making sure that it works for a wide variety of people and hair types and concerns and that it actually does work in the first go as well as long-term use as well. Wow, I never thought of it like that, but that makes so much sense. And can we talk a little bit more about like the basics of hair care? For example, what is hair made of, first of all? Oh, yes, of course. Well, hair is like our skin and bodies. It is primarily made up of proteins and the hair our hair is made up of a protein called keratin. So that's the basic block, building block of our hair. So, and generally, you know, when we look at hair, we can see, and we generally think that it's dead, you know, the hair that we see is dead. And yes, technically it is. But interestingly, at the very root of our hair, the, fo the, fo the hair follicle, um, where the hair is constantly being created, it is actually alive as this process is powered by living cells. So, you know, making sure that the scalp is clean is also very important, not just the hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you touched upon that because something I'd really like to cover in this episode is the scalp and scalp care. 
And I think uh, we as consumers have been neglecting our scalp for way too long and just focusing on hair itself. And neglecting the scalp can actually impact the health of your hair. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And I've seen this happen so much and we'll probably touch on it later, but I've actually seen it under different microscopy studies as well, how an unhealthy scalp can affect the actual hair strand itself. So how does that work? Yeah, so um, if you see, um, I've seen microscopy studies from different brands where they've actually analyzed hair strands from people suffering with continuous or almost chronic dandruff um, to people that have what you would consider a generally healthy scalp. You can actually see on the people's hair that it's taken from the um chronic dandruff conditions, their hair strand has nearly impact craters on it that affect the actual structural stability of the hair strand itself. Because the dandruff, once it builds up to a certain level, it starts to get into the very, the very hair follicle itself, where the hair is being produced. And at that stage, the hair is actually quite soft and malleable because it's not fully keratinized as it is the hair that we touch and see. So that hair is very easily damaged in our scalps and can be affected. So that uh, that buildup of dandruff actually causes impact craters on the hair. And those impact craters then affect the long-term, um, I suppose, scaffolding of the hair or the internal structure of the hair. Wow, thank you so much for explaining that. I didn't realize it was like that bad actually yeah it's really interesting and once you see it you're like oh my god visually you couldn't see this but under a microscope it's actually like you can actually see that um the craters that these um dandruff buildup scales uh, create on the hair follicle itself oh wow but i do think there's um way more um, interest in this topic also coming from consumers so let's talk about the skinification of hair care so hair care has traditionally focused on treating hair only, I think, with little attention paid to the scalp. But we're seeing a more holistic approach, if you will, to hair care that emphasizes the importance of scalp health um, in achieving healthy hair. So, um, Nikolai, what does the skinification of hair care mean to you? Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, I've always been since I started hairdressing and I suppose because we work from a different perspective taking care of the scalp has always been a cornerstone for us as well as the hair you know so um skinification of hair care to me it is more than just using well-established skincare actives to take care of your hair but it is using those actives to actually take care of the skin on our scalps and then the hair this trend which i hope is here to stay is beyond hair types and concerns, but instead it goes right to the root of the problem, which is, I suppose, pardon the pun, <laughs> and treats the very neogenesis of hair and skin. So where hair is created, we can actually affect it at that level as well. Mm, exactly. So just to summarize and correct me if I'm wrong, but you would say uh, a healthy scalp equals healthy hair. 
I absolutely, and that has been my mantra for 15 years of hairdressing. And I'm just wondering if this new trend of skinification of hair is also taking into account the fact that there are so many different hair types. So we've got straight, wavy, curly, coily, and probably missing some there. But do you know if different scalp treatments can benefit these different hair types? So at the moment, I don't think the research is there to directly say that a scalp treatment can affect the structural um, type of hair. So I think the scalp treatment generally will affect the actual health of the hair. But if your hair grows curly or straight, a scalp treatment won't affect that as such. Mm, okay, that's good to know. And um, so you said you've, you've uh, formulated some hair care products as well, but um, have you focused on formulating scalp care products at all? Or is there anything uh, you'd like to share on that? Any knowledge you can drop here? <laughs> yeah, so I have formulated some scalp care uh, products before, and obviously I use a lot of different scalp care products as well that I get to try uh, because fortunately I have a lot of access in my job. Um, so I get to try lots of different and interesting new products. And formulating scalp care products is really tricky and interesting because people, when they're going to use scalp care products, they hate feeling residue on their scalp or hair. And it is very tricky to use lots of different and wonderful ingredients on the scalp and then not leave any residue on the hair either. Because as people are drying their hair and if it starts to feel sticky, kind of greasy sometimes depending on what you use uh, or what type of scalp formula you're creating whether it's a oil-based formula or whether it is a water-based formula and um, it that's really is actually making sure that people actually enjoy the experience of using it as well and it doesn't leave any residue so generally you would kind of have to use a lot of alcohols or very light um, ingredients um, that evaporate quickly off the scalp and the hair so they don't leave as much residue and they make the formula a little bit lighter itself. Are there any like hero ingredients that you would recommend um, that work for the scalp? Yeah, well, I think that one of the best crossover ingredients that we can use for our scalp and our hair is actually niacinamide or vitamin B3. It is, as you probably have seen, a very, very popular ingredient across all of skincare absolutely it is wonderful because it actually creates a wonderful scalp environment by creating a better barrier it stimulates and upregulates uh, ceramide production in our skin and ceramides are very important for the barrier of our skin but actually they're also really really important because they provide the hair with its lubricity and also it is the intercellular intercellular cement that um kind of glues all the cuticle layers together and keeps them nice and strong and intact. Mm, so you would say like these ingredients that we do use in scalp care, they actually also benefit the hair then? Yes, with long-term use, they actually do benefit the hair because you're creating a better environment and a more stimulated scalp that is um, creating a better like sebum production. It is creating a better, healthier hair growth as well because there's more nutrients getting to the hair follicle as well. So absolutely, maybe with one use, not so much, but with long-term use, I think people are starting to see the difference. And how are these ingredients similar to skincare products or how are they different? Actually, maybe that's a better question. So how are these ingredients different from skincare products? So I suppose, again, it is really, they're very, they're more similar than they're different because we are using these crossover ingredients or 
typically that they're associated with skincare in hair care now because we're actually taking care of the skin on our scalp which is a direct extension on of the skin on our face you know so it is so important to look after it so really there's actually no difference to them it is more so that they they're more same than they are different in my view because we are using skincare actives more so than like typical hair care actives and have you seen any major brands that are that have jumped on the scalp care bandwagon as well yes god do you know what the amount of scalp serums that are coming out now is insane i think there's a new one every week and it's really interesting there is brands obviously that have always had a focus on scalp care um one of my favorites that I've been a longtime fan and user of is a professional brand called Nioxin. It is typically intended for people with hair thinning issues or concerns, but the focus of that brand has always been on scalp health. And since the very beginning, because they found through their own research that a healthier scalp equals healthier hair. And they're one of the few brands that actually all of their conditioners that we generally would think of only using on our mid lengths and ends, their conditioners are actually intended for the scalp as well as the hair. So they condition the scalp, not just the hair. Mm. And so you said you work in a salon, right? Is this something that you educate your uh, customers on as well? Or do you give any treatment options that they can do at home then as well? Yes. Yeah, so um, I obviously recommend home care to them because it is really more important what you do to your hair and your scalp and your skin on a daily basis than what you can do to it once in a while, you know? So it is really important to look after your scalp and your skin and your hair at home, as well as looking after it in the salon. So I think daily care is really more important than anything, like a healthy diet. You know, eating some broccoli once in a blue moon is probably mm -hmm. not as good for you as eating it consistently, you know, as uh -huh. a part of a yeah. healthy diet. And are you also seeing like consumers actually having interest in this or is it something you are educating them on and then suddenly there is like this interest in it? Yeah, it's interesting. So the brands and the marketing, I think, is still a little bit ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Consumers for now are to them taking care of their hair to me seems more like an afterthought than mm -hmm. an actual integral part of their routine. So I think it, they're catching on because I do notice that when I am recommending scalp care to them or these like wonderful scalp serums or treatments, they're taking more notice and they're actually paying more attention to it and starting to use them and purchase them more as well. You know, so I think their interest is starting to grow. But for now, I feel like the marketing is still a little bit ahead because I think people like, you know, you shampoo and condition your hair and that's that. You leave it at that. You might put a little bit of a product in it to protect it from the heat or when you're styling it or something. But then the extra step of actually using like a scalp serum or a scalp treatment to most people at the moment, I think, is still one step too far for now. It, it does go 
um, hand in hand with like this overall trend we're seeing with consumers being more knowledgeable, like they'll Google all the uh, active ingredients, for example, they are actually looking for in, um, certain ingredients rather than like a brand or anything. So maybe this will also translate into uh, consumers having more knowledge on like what uh, ingredients would benefit their scalp. Absolutely. I hope so. And I really think it will, because I think people will start to realize that it is so important to look after your scalp, not just your face, you know, but, you know, I, I have to admit in the salon, sometimes we do have some wonderful clients that tend to not look after their scalp and their hair as well as they should, or they may only uh, shampoo their hair once a week or once every two weeks. So there is those challenges as well, because there is also lots of myths around it. Like you don't want to over shampoo or over clean your hair because you don't want to strip it of its natural oils and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you really should clean your hair more often than at once every two weeks, at least, you know, yeah. uh, because that buildup will actually cause worse um, effects in the future or long term because it will cause inflammation, buildup of pollutant particles in the hair because our hair is wonderful, but it also traps a lot of, um, you know, dirt, grease and pollution in it as well as so it's not escaping as effectively as it should be. So you have to really remove those things from the hair more frequently than once every two weeks, you know? I think also um, with brands being ahead of the game in this case might be uh, a good thing uh, with definitely educating these people as well. Like I, I have one question uh, and this is like not really related to scalp care necessarily, but did you see that the pandemic um, influenced pe how people treated their hair and their scalp? Yeah, actually it was very interesting um, because I'm part of a big brand in Ireland and we have a lot of salons and a lot of staff and we were obviously all on social media as well as all our clients and guests and everything and we were like you know recommending to them how you, they can look after their hair at home and what they should do to their hair at home while we are in lockdowns or not able to go anywhere and a lot of people took the time and nearly created little spa moments for themselves by you know using maybe more um, intensive treatments in their hair like masks not just conditioners and they were probably leaving them in for a little bit longer than they generally would because most of the time you're in a rush you hop in the shower you slap on a bit of shampoo and then lash on a little bit of conditioner on the ends and leave it for like 30 seconds and then you don't have time to do anything else you rinse it out quickly and you're running out and around so i think it was actually lovely to see that people took a little bit more time for self-care and I think it was very good for them as well emotionally as well as physically you know oh absolutely yeah I, me myself I, I finally um, got to know the curly girl method you're probably aware of it. it it just benefits my hair so much so I'm really glad for that yeah I think there's a lot of people that found out about the benefits I actually have naturally curly hair too so I do use that or as the curly boy method or whatever you want to call it really <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And I also uh, swapped my, my hair dye to henna, actually. So I think I'm not sure if that's even better for your hair. I don't know, but it just feels better. I think it might feel better. Whether it's better or not is, uh, you know, a topic of another discussion. But I think <laughs> exactly. if you're affecting your hair at any level that it changes the color, I think it's still doing something to it. 
Absolutely. Well, Nikolai, thank you so much for this conversation about scalp care and hair care. And I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap up this episode, but it's been great talking to you. Um, just one thing, where can our listeners find you? Oh, it's been so wonderful talking to you too, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been absolutely great. And your listeners could find me on my social media channel on Instagram, and it is Nikolai Loves Hair. Amazing. Dear listeners, I will make sure to add Nikolai's socials to the show notes, so uh, make sure to give him a follow. And something I'd like to mention is that on Kofalo, you can use our filters to find performance claims related to scalp care and hair care. Um, just looking right now on kofalo.com, we have uh, 1,071 ingredients related to scalp care listed and thousands of ingredients related to hair care, including hair conditioning, hair growth, hair protection, and hair repair. So have a look for yourself on Kovalo. You can create your free account today by going to kovalo.com slash subscription slash explorer, but I'll drop uh, the link in the show notes. Nikolai, thank you so much for being on the Beauty Beat with me today. Have a lovely day. Thank you, Lisa. And I hope you have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day too. And you, thank you, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beauty Beat. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer in one of our next episodes, or if you'd like to be our next guest, email us at social at Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at at join underscore Covalo and on LinkedIn and Facebook at Covalo. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure to leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Have a covalicious rest of your day.